Two humorous nurses would like to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which we record our podcast, the Yorta Yorta people. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Jessica. The podcast that thinks two degrees is better than one, unless it's a tear. (laughs) Welcome to Two Humorous (laughs) Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. So today we have April. She's doing a double degree, registered nursing and midwifery, and is currently working as a Rousson. She was also Alicia's student midwife, so we figured the poor girl needed an opportunity to debrief after (laughs) Alicia's little bathtub stunt. During her birth. Welcome, April. Hi, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Right, start at the beginning. Tell us why you wanted to become a nurse and why you thought a double degree (laughs) would be a good good idea. idea. (laughs) Um, Well, it actually was never that I wanted to be a nurse. That never occurred to me, but I just decided one day I wanted to be a midwife. So I actually accidentally discovered my passion for midwifery. I thought I wanted to be a childcare teacher. Um, and I remember sitting in the career counsellor's office at school in year nine. I was adamant that I was going to drop out and do a traineeship. And so she organised for some work experience and I actually discovered I wanted to be a midwife. So that's how I accidentally stumbled upon that. Because <laughs> newborns are better than <laughs> toddlers. <laughs> yeah, well, I was obsessed with babies, but then I was like, oh, um, I actually want to deliver them because in health and human development in um, VC, I studied that and I remember learning about like embryos and I was like, this fertilisation stuff was pretty cool. It's pretty fascinating. And <laughs> Is that just because you want to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> Is that going in the book? <laughs> yes, it yes, is. It is. <laughs> I actually um, was working one day on the ward and I ran into that career counsellor lady from school and she stopped me in the hallway and she was like, oh, my God, like you're a nurse and a midwife now. Like I remember eight years ago you were telling me you wanted to like drop out and work at the daycare and now look at you, you're like a midwife and a nurse. And she actually <laughs> made me stop in the hallway and she took a photo of me in my scrubs. Aww. And she's like, I'm going to show all the teachers at school this. Oh, that's <laughs> that so really funny. Cute. I love that. Yeah. I, I told the career guidance counsellor that I wanted to be a mortician and it just got me an appointment <laughs> with the social worker. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? Oh, I'm like, God. yeah, I love dead things. If I had a, had an appointment with the school, what are they called? Job, job lady. Yeah, the job I wouldn't lady. have went. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't into working. No. 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 I mean, I don't want to work now. No, I'm not into working now. <laughs> Someone get me a job that pays a lot. That I don't have to do anything. And lucky that you um, weren't in childcare because the pay is pretty shit. Yeah, oh, well, I so thought I was shit. just like obsessed with babies, but like midwifery is not even about the baby. Baby, no. it's, like, it's like it's all women centered. Like I yeah. love being there for the woman, like in such like a vulnerable time yeah. of their life. Yeah, it's really I rewarding. Love that. Yeah. I I also thought I would do childcare and did same four months of my TAFE course, and then I had to go on placement, lasted two days, call in sick for the rest and pulled out. <laughs> I, I got was like, kids are all the way until three weeks from the end of my child no. certificate and got a full-time job. I was like, <laughs> later with you. <Yeah. laughs> and I've never looked back. Yeah. Fuck kids. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what's the hardest part about doing a double degree? Um, definitely the commitment. It's a big load um, to juggle placement, 
theory, um, and then we have these continuity of care experiences, the, the women that we recruit outside of university. So you follow 10 women, um, and then we have to do 1,800 hours of placement. So compared to the nursing God. degree, that's about 800 hours. So we have a lot to do. Yeah. Um, and if you obviously don't get your all your births in time, you have to be on call. So I spent a lot more hours of placement than I needed to just to get those births. Yeah. Um, I'm just lucky that I'm 21. I don't have anything better to do with my <laughs> life than, than study, I guess. And I'm lucky Drink. I live at home. Go so. to the pub. I could think of yeah. lots of But things. they still do that and do a thousand yeah. hours yeah. of placement. Yeah. Not like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, we probably could have. I drank on day. Friday night and by Saturday afternoon I was like, I can't do this again. I ain't had too old for that now. A few drinks. She was grumpy on Friday night, let me just say. <laughs> Uh, what's your plan when you graduate, midwifery or nursing? Um, I actually just got a grad year offer in half nursing, half midwifery, so the dual stream, and it will be eight months midwifery, so it'll be antenatal, postnatal, birth suite, special care, and then lactation and domiciliary, so every aspect of maternity, Mm. and then four months of nursing, so I haven't received my uh, rotation yet, but I chose ED, paediatrics, and then ICU, so I'll find out what I get, but... That's the short-term goal, but long-term, I would love to do maternal child health nursing. Oh, please, um, please. <laughs> <laughs> and can you be good at it? Oh. I'm sure you would be. Don't mention cow's milk protein allergy. No. <laughs> I heard that. You can yeah, you talk. In the last one, yeah. Yeah, I heard the people don't like maternal child health nurses around here. All the like appointments I go to. I don't home. know if it's just around here. Honestly, I didn't take Amelia. Well, Amelia was preemie, so I took her. Well, the first time she came to our house. And she was only six weeks old, so she was still 38 weeks corrected and she wasn't even at her birth due date yet. And the midwife was like asking the midwife, the maternal nurse was asking me all these questions and I was like, but she's not even due yet. Do you go off corrected age or actual age? And she's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, you might want to like look into that. And so then I took her to the next one and I went in there because I wanted to have her weighed because I'd sort of stopped having visits from the midwives at the hospital. And, um, and again, they weren't – they were extremely worried about her weight, which was actually quite up from what it had been. But because she was tiny, they were, like, very concerned because, you know, she was, like, 10 or 12 weeks old. But I'm like, she's literally only two or four weeks corrected. Like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. And I was like, well, actually, she's up. Anyway, then I just stopped going and I, I just kept going to my GP because I was like, I need the book filled out. What did I filled out myself most of the time? Because who says someone else has to do it? No, no, no. I went with the first two kids and then your third kid comes yeah. along and you <laughs> no, don't even I have photos. Right in the bike. <laughs> I went up until 12 months. Yeah. I mean, I took her to the child health nurse when she was four because we had to take her before kinder. And maybe she was a bit younger than that. She might have just nearly been four. She was about to have her immunisations. And she was like, maybe she was three. Anyway, like young. And she was like, um, and what toothpaste do you use? And I was like, um, and she just looked at me and I was like, hell? I don't, none. And she's like, has she been to the dentist? And I was like, her teeth literally only came in a little while ago. Like, she's like, you need to use toothpaste, gave me all these sample packs. And she's like, you're a nurse, aren't you? And I was like, don't shame me. I'm an adult nurse. And then it just never crossed my mind. Like I brushed her teeth every single day, literally never crossed my mind to use toothpaste because I was worried it would be too strong. I didn't know you could buy kids toothpaste. <laughs> 
Anyway, she's tan and still uses kids' toothpaste, although she's obsessed with High Smile at the moment, oh, yeah. so oh, she's as oh, expensive. I just bought some of that. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get for Christmas yep. toothpaste, yeah. and they'll fucking love it. Everything at the moment is for Christmas because yeah, it's just it, nearly we're like December. We're building up to it. New jocks, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, I really need some some hankies, and I was like, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold out. <laughs> Uh, you're currently working as a Roussonne. Are you? Is there's Roussoms too? Yeah, there's yeah. Roussoms. Yeah. Are you they, a Roussom as well? No. Can you um, only be a Roussonne in one place? Uh, I don't know, but Roussoms they do like baby baths and yeah. they heat up the bottles, boring formula, stuff, all that. Well, no, that would be is fun. That boring? Better than showering the old men. Wow. Well, <laughs> <laughs> a newborn baby yeah. or a wrinkly, wrinkly old, old man. <laughs> I'm partial to either. So what does Rousson stand for? Registered undergraduate student of nursing and then Rousson is student of midwifery. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you do? Um, she does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so we work under the supervision of registered nurses. So they sort of delegate us tasks. So I work on our acute ward. So I I kind of get handover and then I'll do a round of obs if anyone's due and then sugars, blood sugars, get them up for brekkie, make their beds, hygiene. And yep. then I head out to urgent care, do some ECGs, simple dressings. <laughs> yeah, so just So you don't take a patient load though, you just like no. float around and help mm-hmm. out people. It's like um like an assistant in nursing, I guess is yeah. the and I think that's what they're called in New South Wales. Yeah, probably. They are, yeah. Yeah. So we actually have a scope of practice. So there's a list of things we can and can't do. We can do hygiene, all of that. We can't yeah. do documenting, we can't take a patient load. You can't take notes. So can't annoying. take notes, yeah. Oh. So what? Yeah. I know. She comes to urgent care and does all these great things but then yeah. can't then write anything write down. I feel like you I've should done. write them yeah. and then someone like, yeah, like a student like that a you student. should yeah. be It's able actually to more co-sign. dangerous that I've gone and done something and someone's yeah. writing on behalf of me. Yeah. Like it's pretty dangerous. It's really interesting. I think that's a really good – Have you? do you have another job or you, is that your only no, job outside of yeah. – So do you when think that it's – Oh, I have my own roster. <laughs> oh, I make she just my own roster. And she just turns up. You're like, oh, I'm in the morning. I'm like, oh, I might come in today. <laughs> and I just rock up. And then I say, oh, I want to go into home and tan at 12 o'clock. So I just leave. I <laughs> <laughs> don't care. They're just like, oh, you're here. You helped. And I went home. Yeah. yeah. And she's bloody good at it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so I think it's – Do you, would you recommend it for students, nurses to do, do – Where whereabouts in your study can you start doing it? You can start after being at university for 12 months. And um, you can work in any. You can work in theatre, yeah. ED, special care nursery, anything. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it to anyone that's listening. That's a student. I nurse. wish I'd been able to. Same. Yeah. I mean, I worked when I was doing my EN training. I worked as a um, carer in a nursing home when I was a registered nurse. Well, I suppose I still worked as an enrolled nurse while I was doing my registered training. Worked full time as an enrolled nurse. What a dickhead. Um, but I think that it's such a good opportunity. Like I reckon Lisa Fitzpatrick said it best at a, at a lunch that we went to a couple of years ago with her. She s- said that it's better to get nurses out of McDonald's, like nursing students out of McDonald's uh-huh. or Woolies and into sure. a hospital because that's where you're going to learn. And it, and it's a great opportunity to feel comfortable in a hospital setting and, and to learn yeah. how to – Talk to patients and yeah, I never absolutely. knew what it was until the CEO at our hospital actually came up to me and she said, "Oh, you should be a Roos on here." Um, and I, yeah, I started it when we had 
COVID swabbing, COVID yeah. testing in the drive-through clinic, and then yeah, moved on to the ward. And I was the only Rusan for for a while, but it's getting bigger now in hospitals. Yeah. So we do have a few Rusans at our hospital, but it's given me such valuable skills and knowledge and just even or just I pick up on there. things. Yeah. Like I just hear the doctors and they order things, order blood tests and yeah. I just pick up on things that I just wouldn't even. Yeah. And you get to yeah. witness things that you might yeah. not see, like you'll get to see, I don't know, like patients dying or trauma mm. events in the urgent care or cardiac events or falls or, you know, and then you're comfortable so that when you go out and you take a patient load for the very first time by yourself, you have some really? level of comfort. Whereas I was like, what the fuck? Some, I'm like, yeah. where's my preceptor? What do I do? this medication by myself? Yeah. <laughs> Is that allowed? Is anyone going to watch me? <laughs> like I can give her a Panadol by myself? What do you mean? No, I can't. Oh, but like, oh, no, yeah, that's what that's it would right. be like no, when yeah, you're out yeah. on, in the real yeah. world. Like what? I can I give her Panadol? Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, it's weird. Jeez. I know. I was terrified. Like absolutely felt sick every single day for like months. What, doing like med? Just everything. Like being, <laughs> being, being a nurse. <laughs> it's such a huge responsibility. You come out of uni like, and then they're like, here you go, here's the lives of six yeah, people yeah. in your hands. I was like, yeah. okay. I was 30, like yeah. 31. You had life experience. Yeah, but I wasn't yeah. an EN before I was an you'd RN. you shit up. Yeah, but you'd fucking done everything. You had a sandwich made after you. I did. It was yeah. a roll, actually. <laughs> Sorry, a roll. A <laughs> <laughs> and it was a fucking good sandwich roll, by the way. Sandwich roll. <laughs> With ham. I know, I still haven't properly tried one. You wouldn't even no. know what we're talking about. No, I need context. Here. Once upon a time I worked in a roadhouse and I had my own roll, the oh. Jess special, oh, which was a was ham it? and salad roll with a potato cake in it. Were you pregnant when you <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't. But it was – um, oh, I was hope a, it's still on the menu. Um, I think it's shut down now. <laughs> After I went out of business, yeah. <laughs> the backbone, <laughs> backbone of the organisation is gone. Sandwich ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, student midwife time. Oh yeah. So you have to do ten, like cont- continuity of care patients. Yeah. How fun is that? What do you do? Kind of recruit them from about three months, sort of when they announce on Facebook, kind of thing. Talking <laughs> down, like slide into the DM. If you're really desperate, you might message them and say, "Hey, do you mind having a student?" But usually, I get them through word of mouth, or like my hairdresser one day came up to me and said, "Oh, I'm pregnant. Can you follow me?" But yeah, yeah, um, just follow them for probably from three months to when they deliver, and you go to their appointments. So if four antenatal appointments, it can be ultrasounds, GP midwife appointments and we can do the blood pressure we can do the fundal height which is where they measure with your belly with the tape measure Um, and then you do two postnatals so you can go to the maternal child health appointment gp checkup um, even just being there on the postnatal ward doing breastfeeding and the newborn examination all count as points of contact with the woman and yeah you do 10 so Mm, that's a lot to expect how long's your course like how long it's so you recruit 10 over four years. So you okay. kind of space it out, one or two in the first year, yeah. pick up two or three the next year. You try not to pick up too many in fourth year because you yeah. obviously have You're busy. so much placement. <laughs> so yeah. I was really lucky I only had Alicia and another lady. With the midwifery placement, do you get to be involved in a lot of births or is it all different areas of placement? Like it's not just birthing suite. Yeah, so in first year you do antenatal Second year you do birth suite postnatal. Yeah. Third year you do um, 
special care or NICU and then, yep. yeah, fourth year you do birth suite again to really consolidate. So I've done 18 weeks this year. Jesus. Yeah, God. mostly in birth suites. Been so full on. <laughs> um, that is a lot. And, yeah, in fourth year you can kind of guide the births yourself. They mm. do trust you that you know what you're doing and yep. have a lot of faith in you and they kind of take a hands-off approach and let you deliver cool. and they just step in if, if they need, if you're comfortable. Yeah. Delivering what's, it yourself. What's yeah. your favourite aspect of midwifery? <laughs> Sorry. So I'm going way off. You can go way off. I know. I was just oh, like, oh, this is this interesting. Is interesting. Because you forget, you just think midwifery, you just think birth. What's your favourite? What's your favourite? Like the NICU, antenatal, oh. delivering? Um, my favourite area is probably birth suite because no two days look the same. Um, you can labour with, with women for hours and hours mm. and it's disappointing when you go home on your shift and you don't <laughs> yeah. know what they've had or <laughs> yeah. and you weren't the one to deliver it. So it's really nice when you come back on the um, next shift the next morning and you like check mm. up on them on the ward, see what they've had. And, yeah, it's really special to be involved in like such a special moment in people's lives. Like I'll, although I might not remember every single labour and birth I've ever been in, it's nice to know that they probably do remember, remember me. Yeah. yeah, like they might see me in the supermarket and think, "Oh, she delivered yeah. my baby." And yeah, yeah, it's really special. Cool. Do you again just going off topic? But do you know how many babies you've delivered? Yeah, I've delivered thirty um, vaginal births, and then I think about being involved in about seventeen assisted deliveries which include cesareans forceps and vacuums mm. i only know that because i've got my little portfolio yeah. book that we have and i needed 30 vaginal births to finish and i that's why i know i've got 30 <laughs> I, got I only just got them, them? Oh. <laughs> i was on call at like 4 a.m to get them yeah so i didn't get them in time so i had to be on call for two weeks and they'd call me at like 4 a.m and they'd say quick there's someone having a baby uh, it's good they support you yeah that i was very lucky that because, they wanted yeah. to get me through yeah yeah otherwise it would be like who's going to think to call the student midwife yeah. at four in the morning to like come <laughs> yeah. in come i had my my name my phone number plastered everywhere yeah <laughs> the, the midwives like laminated this bit of paper that says please call april <laughs> oh that's funny that's really good could you um explain the uh birthing bath <laughs> incident to us, please. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, from and a, hold your mic uh, up nice and high because we all need to hear this. <laughs> from a midwife perspective. Um, so I've been worded up by Kelly. I wasn't allowed to listen to the um, birthing episode, so yeah. my perspective might be very different. But <laughs> That's I assume it would good. be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia was in the bath just ve- being very meditating. It was nice and calm. And then... She was sucking on that gas for dear life. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really helping her. Yeah. And then Mick and I were kind of just sitting around letting her do her thing. And she kind of said something like, oh, I'm I'm a bit dizzy. Like, I'm going to pass out. And I I think Mick Mick and I just didn't really know what to do. We were just – I don't know if we didn't believe her. We just thought she was just saying it like – I didn't think she was actually going to pass out. <laughs> yeah. I think she was just like, oh, I feel a bit dizzy. And the next minute she just starts like falling and Meg and I just grab her <laughs> <laughs> and I'm holding on for dear life and then I think, oh, I better hit the staff assist. <laughs> so I hit the staff assist and she, she come good but these midwives come running in thinking there was a baby that was going to be born. They're like, no, she's passed out. <laughs> and um, – Alicia was yelling at me, no, hit the emergency button, not the emergency, not the staff assist. Of course she was. And I was like, oh, is it an emergency or is it a staff assist? I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to um, hit. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to hit, like, you don't want to overreact. Wanna, yeah, like, I don't want them to think, oh, that's a bit extreme. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you hit that ball? Yeah. 
I have hit that um, the emergency button one time and a nurse came in and said, there was no need for you to do that. You could have pushed the staff assist button. It's so I couldn't obnoxious. reach the staff assist button. <laughs> yeah, there's a problem. It's over there and I'm standing right here. So at any point did you think you were going to hoist her out? <laughs> <laughs> it never entered my mind. But now that I think of it, there was definitely tracking above yeah. the bathtub. <laughs> so that's <a> – you <laughs> have to listen when we after we finish. Okay. You go and listen. Just listen did to the part. Did she talk about that? Yes. She talked about how she woke up and there was everyone in the room and she looked up and seen the, the tracking track- over oh. the bar. <laughs> And we, lo- I lost it because I just was like, I know exactly where you're going with this. And she was like, I just tried to keep eyes open because they were holding me up. And I thought, there's no way they're hoisting me out of this fucking bar. <laughs> yeah, naked too. Yeah. Oh, what a sight. Big whale. Like, <laughs> dripping everywhere. Oh, no. Susan, that was her biggest fear. Yeah. It's good to know she was never at any point have probably going to be hoisted Have you ever hoisted out. someone out of the bath before? No, because everywhere I've done placements, they've never had the bathtub running mm. over COVID. And so oh, yeah. it was really oh, yeah. nice when I did Alicia's birth. because a lot I've of never COVID in the bath. Was that the first time? Yeah, yeah Alicia's birth was the first one in the bathtub. And oh, it is. I thought oh. it was so cool. I wish you had have been at my birth. Mm. And tell us another no, Nobody in all three of my pregnancies ever mentioned, didn't know anything about it, oh. about having a student midwife. Yeah. Tell me... Tell me about the other funny bit. You mentioned it to mm. me when I talked on the ward. <laughs> Tell me about that bit. Trent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. okay. <laughs> so Alicia was on the bed on all fours and she was – um, Lockie was nearly coming out. And usually at this point in the birth, people start saying things like, oh, I can't do this, this is too hard. <laughs> so I, I was expecting her to have some things like that to say, but she'd done her meditation stuff. So she was in a really positive mindset and she's she's laying on the bed and it was pretty quiet. We'll let her do a thing. She just yells, I can do this. <laughs> and we all just looked around and we're like, yeah, girl, damn, damn right, you can, damn right you can do this. <laughs> It was actually like so like uplifting. I was like, oh, this is great. Good on her. Like, she's got a bit of faith in herself. But no one doubted her for a second. And we're like, yeah, girl, that's the uplift we needed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was like, so serious. And then no. she just blurts out, I can do this. I think like Alicia to hype herself up like in front of everybody. No, it was just nice to hear because at that point people were like, oh, I can't do this. And she was yeah. like, I can do this. Yeah. Smash it out. Was it, was it, unusual being given that you've worked with Alicia did it seem weird like will it be weird when you if you go back to work and do some shifts and you can be like I've seen your vagina um to be honest (laughs) I actually every time people ask me this all the time do you think it's weird that you see that but when I'm delivering a baby not once do I think like oh I'm looking at a vagina vagina. like I never like I could be staring dead into it and yeah yeah I stared dead into them and I'd never once think oh like that's a vagina like it's like when you're putting a catheter in or something it's not like you're like oh look at the penis I'm touching looking at the anatomy not the person exactly yeah and I couldn't even tell you what it looked like I've forgotten already Nothing special, Alicia. You hear that? <laughs> She's a person, not a vagina. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. What is it like to deliver a baby? Like, is it? Are there moments where? Have you ever had a delivery that wasn't good? The outcome wasn't good. Yeah, I've definitely seen enough obstetric emergencies to be like scared of them. But I think we get a lot of training on preparing for shoulder dystocia or fetal distress to know. Right. What, or postpartum hemorrhage to know what to do. Um, 
but it doesn't make it any like easier. They're still mm. awful to see. But yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely scares me knowing I'll be out in the real world next year to deal with things like that and I'm responsible for that. But at the hit end the of button. Yeah, hit the yeah, button. Hit the red Moral button. of the story, summon, <laughs> summon help. <laughs> but no, it's um very exciting, like delivering babies. It's like lots of adrenaline and mm. I just sometimes just sit there and think this is so crazy that I am like witnessing the most massive milestone in their life and mm. like, I get to be here and like mm. I'm so privileged to like witness this and then sometimes I see the husbands in the corner on their phones I'm like this is so amazing what I'm watching right now why don't you want to watch this yeah. like, I'm watching your wife give birth this yeah. is so cool yeah, yeah. they're scared they're hiding in the corner yeah they don't want to see their scared favorite little... pub burn down that's what, oh. that's what <laughs> <laughs> speaking of husbands how was Mick he was so good. I was. I wish all husbands were like that. He oh. was. Um, oh. He's a good bloke. He was great. He'll never hear this. No, he doesn't oh. listen. He doesn't listen. So no. he'll never know <laughs> he how good listen. he is. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, be she, he was. He was. He was. While while she was in the bath, he was watching some like videos on his phone, and he had the sound up. And Alicia's like, "Turn that down or put some earphones in." <laughs> <laughs> I was looking in the corner. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I but, mean. No, we he all, did we so all well. Yell at him. Cam he, laid down to go to sleep, and I thought, "Do you think that's wise? Do I get to go to sleep? Get up and pack the bag." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, "I was just trying to have a nap." <laughs> Sean wasn't even there for one of mine, so. Oh, okay, you win. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you're on the. You shouldn't have even been there. <laughs> Fucking on the floor did of the you bathroom. In the bathtub. Oh, no, no, on, on the, the bathroom floor. floor. Oh, just oh, in there. Did you bath, in the bathroom. No, no, that was me. Oh, oh. oh, right. Yeah, he missed the whole thing. God. He just thought I was going to be in labour for like 12 thing. hours. I didn't know you were like in labour. Because oh, oh, the baby sake. came out. <laughs> Listen to her episode. Okay. She talks all about it. All right. Look, I just didn't know until I sat on the toilet, okay? And then I was like, holy fuck, it's a head. Yeah, it was a head. <laughs> and I was literally in my mind, I was in labour for six minutes. Yeah. Three days before that and six minutes. No, I've got another one. So it wasn't even like your first baby. No, it was my second baby. Oh my God, I'll have to listen. Yeah. And then Treat. my third baby was beautiful. Oh, maybe you beautiful should have had a birth. student midwife there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a midwife. Oh, well, you can. You've got I half don't think I can. I don't think I've got it in me. Mm. I don't know that I could deal with all the timing, like being on the clock and all yes. the things that you're meant to do because – I don't think I'd like, do that. Do you mean like how midwifery's always got like a time limit on it? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it was really hard with Alicia because I know she'd said like don't rush her after the birth mm. and we really need to deliver the placenta because of her history with the postpartum PPH, marriage. Yeah. And mm. I was like putting cord traction on and I had to guard her uterus and she's like, what are you doing, April? Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like I know I, I just really need to deliver this placenta. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. She did so say – yeah, she said at one point she was on her hands and knees and like still pushing and she said she was very conscious of people touching her and she was like, who's touching me? And they're like, April's just putting perineal pressure on. She's like, okay, okay, yeah. And then she's like, and then I yelled again, who's touching me? I was like, I could just imagine her there like, what are you doing down there? Like, like I know she said she wanted to be explained things and I think I said to her, oh, I'm just going to deliver your placenta, but I didn't tell her how I'm gonna it involves me like, like yeah. pushing on you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. She's like, stop, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm sorry, I really need to get this out. <laughs> I wouldn't even it. know. It's, it's shit, but let me deliver it. I was just, 
I'm pretty sure the anaesthetist had knocked me out by the time my placenta was coming out because I was asking too many questions. <laughs> you had a preemie, didn't you? Yeah, 32 weeks. Yeah, my, you, my placenta was only... Have you got a birth story? Yes. Okay, okay. I'll it's not that. It's not. My birth story is not that. I think it was just because I was so sick for so long. By the time we went into having the cesarean, I was very like, should this be better if we get her out? Mm. And so she did. She came out and she was fine. And I was still quite sick, which was annoying. And I, my blood pressure never went back to normal. Yeah, yeah. I was really sick by the end. And um, and I never forget like when they said to Cam, and I don't ever say this to someone, <laughs> just as a, but they they asked Cam if the worst happened to me, who would they want to save? And I was like, fucking save both. Now in hindsight, I'm like, you're a hospital. Save the child and save the mother. Why do you just, what do you just take the, the baby away and be, oh, so's mum, you said the baby. Yeah, go give attention to your baby. Yeah, and like you'll die. Or die. like if, if I said me, because I obviously said me because I'm a selfish bitch, um, why well, they just put the baby over there and just let that die? No, so work on both of us. You have a team there. Like in, like in, like, yeah, the, never yeah. let anyone say that. Who do you want to say? Cam was terrified. Poor boy. Yeah, he was like. I'll be a bloody stuttering. He was like 23 <laughs> or 24 years old. Like he was a baby. And he, and then <laughs> when we went in for this section, so they, it was the middle of the night and they did my um, <clears throat> spinal. Yeah. And then we were in there back in the theatre and I'd asked them to do the team timeout again because <laughs> I'm a theatre, I was theatre the nurse, what? the timeout in the theatre. And I was like, do it again. I didn't hear it. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> well, they all they com- they confirm who you are, what you're having, well, and the team. Oh. They don't normally involve the patient. Oh, and you were just like, oh, I <laughs> do it again. I didn't hear it the first time. <laughs> but then I was like, where the hell's my husband? And so Cam had been like sat outside. He'd been asked who to save. He'd been seeing them all of a sudden go from everything sort of okay to like quite rushed to them saying you can't stay in here while she's having the spinal. To them get. Like then he sit outside and then they forget to bring him in. So by the time he comes in, he's like, like <laughs> first time in the operating theatre, yeah. like Does sterile stuff. All those confronting questions. Yeah, and the anaesthetist is like, "Do not touch anything." He's like sat next to me, and I was like, "Can you take photos? Have you got the camera? Take photos." He's like, "I'm not fucking taking photos." I was like, "Take some photos." And then I asked the this anaesthetic tech to take photos. She said, "I don't have time to take photos. I've got two more sections after you." And I thought. Someone take a photo. Yeah. <laughs> That's really bad that they like said, "Who do you want to save?" Because there should have been peds and a midwife. On, exactly, which would do the baby. And yeah. Then well, there was every there was like person. a pediatrician. There so was everyone. Good enough staff to yeah. bloody save both of you. No, I know. And I was like, were, and that were conversation. You in a major Perth hospital. In the women's and children's yes, hospital, exactly. <laughs> like in the like women and children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was in the same hospital I was born in. King oh. Eddie's, I think, yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, I have absolutely nothing bad to say about them, but they do have a bit of a history, like every hospital, I guess, for having things. But I had nothing but amazing experiences with, and the special care nursery nurses were like, they were amazing. They were the only things that got me through those three weeks. They were like, they were so good. And the midwife. <laughs> The midwives were so funny because I'd have drips in both arms and then she put one in my hand and she's like, shit, I blew that. You're going to look like you punched a wall tomorrow. And, like, it did. It blew up so much and then all my knuckles went all black from the bruising and stuff. Yeah, it was 
It was horrible. Was she nervous because you were a nurse or something? No, she uh-huh. she was like, "Oh, this is a good one." Put it in, boom, boom. and I oh, like felt it. It's always the yeah. good one. It's always you like. And it was quite rushed because yes. they were trying to get some um, like infusions into me, so there was a bit of pressure, but it was fine. Anyway. Can you in the hand hardest or hurt the most? They hurt. They hurt. Yeah. yeah. I have to learn how to do that. Next I don't year. think they're hard. I think sometimes they're easier because they do, especially if they've got a good vein, it's they good do vein. traction the vein down so the vein doesn't roll or move. Yeah. And you can really get a good angle to get it in. To get it in, yeah. But it hurts the patient. Um, Are you thankful that you did a double degree now that you're out, you're done, you're finished? Yeah, I always wanted to be a midwife, but I wasn't sure about the nursing. But I'm glad I did both because there's so many things I feel like I wouldn't have known if I didn't do the nursing. And it just helped with consolidating everything and time Mm. management and medications. And and now you have options too. Yeah, nursing is so diverse and so many specialties. Yeah, yeah, but even so the because yeah. people that are just midwives can't go and do other things. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if you want to, but like, you could go and work for like the Royal Flying Doctors and things yeah. like that. Whereas, that's a big leap from <laughs> small town <laughs> country. But anyway, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, you've yeah. the, you've got you've done it and it's yeah. over now, and you've now you like you can literally do anything. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going and doing travel nursing around Australia one day. So it'll be good to have both degrees. Yeah, and I know mm. if you're going to work rurally. Or even remotely, like oh, they would, they would just at them yeah, midwife. and they've actually I think they're phasing out the single just straight actually, yeah midwifery because yeah. I reckon they, they want phase, be, were phasing that out in WA yeah, when I left because yeah. really there's no it's more favourable yeah. to be double qualified yeah 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 and then yeah you get some crit care behind you and you're like world is your oyster I know I feel like I since I've had exposure to urgent care. Although it's not really comparable to ED, we definitely get like things in mm. there that I've been exposed to, and I think that's where my interest in doing an ED rotation next year's came from. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But we see things in urgent care that you would never see, in, yeah. or have to do things in urgent care that you'd never yeah. do in a hospital with a doctor in it. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's really good for our nurses that oh, they absolutely. get that independence to have to do their own assessments. And yeah. I've done in my six years, I've done like so much compared to a lot of mm. people I know that work in mm. big hospitals. Yeah. yeah. Like so much. Yeah. Yeah, even Cannulas, being... Like even a cannula. Oh, never done that. No, lots of... I mean, I had never done cannulas until, until I got came here. here and now you're the cannula queen. Yeah, I know. I'm like, can nail a cannula. I'm like, I could just throw it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can like you... since being in urgent care, I've gotten to know like the sepsis pathways, the chest pain mm, pathways. Yeah, yep. So I know what to do now when someone's like, "Oh, I've got chest pain." Yeah, yep. bring them straight in, and yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Amazing. Is that in your scope of practice? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is an ECG in your scope of practice? I don't know. There's an inclusion and exclusion list, and it doesn't say it on either. So mm. I feel like it, open for interpretation. I feel like it doesn't matter who does an ECG, like as long as you know your placement of your. Things, but even you then, know your lefts and right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll say the right way. It'll say on the thing. Have you? Yeah. Stop <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm, uh, should you be it's doing not this? Like you're, you're not diagnosing yeah, it. Yeah, you're just doing it. Yeah. The only I downside mean, to being don't a don't give it to me though because I won't know what I'm doing. Me either. <laughs> you're talking about ECGs. Yeah. 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 Uh, doctor. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And they're like, oh, I actually have to be able to read it probably next year if I'm going to work in. Absolutely not. Okay. Just give it to a doctor. Even. Even easier next year yeah. in ED because yeah. there'll be people be, everywhere. Reg will just be sitting in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, but the one downside to being a Rousson is just because I might be independent at putting a catheter in on placement doesn't mean yes, I can do it yeah. as a Rousson, which is, yeah, hard. Yeah, frustrating. It's very restrictive like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks for coming to talk to us. Well, thanks for having me talk about babies and something <laughs> different on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no, you have talked about babies. No, we've not had a midwife. Not a midwife. No. I'm not a midwife yet. <laughs> I'm waiting for my well. registration. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you going to fail? No. no then. Pro- I'm just waiting for Latrobe to submit my documents. Oh, yeah. Oh. Then you'll be a midwife. Yeah. God, if you can't be a midwife, then nobody can. Oh, that's a big <laughs> statement to make. <laughs> You're an excellent nurse. Well, thank so you. So I feel like you'll be an excellent midwife. Can you say that about me? You're an excellent nurse. Thanks. You're an excellent nurse too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this is uplifting. It's a, oh, it's a loving nurse circle. We can do, do this. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> well, there are no more babies being delivered here on the podcast, but you can deliver us a five-star review since we push this episode out like a couple of champs. <laughs> Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at Two Humorous Nurses Podcast or find our, fa- our private Facebook page. God. God, that was really hard to get out. Private Facebook page to search up Humorous Nurses. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I ummed then. <laughs> you taking my line? Send us an email um, at hello at twohumorousnurses.com. Let's humorous like the bone. H U M E R U S. Bye. Bye.